make sure to stop by centerfiretacticalgear.com where you will find the best in tactical gear for your mission. Some of the items included on the website are accessories, apparel, armor types, bags, body armor, gun care, headwear, holsters, knives and tools, you name it, it's here. Also, don't forget to buy the KN95 protection mask. We're dealing with the coronavirus pandemic, so it's important that you protect yourself and your loved ones today by visiting centerfiretacticalgear.com. While we're all on lockdown, go check out the new single, Exposed, written and performed by up-and-coming independent artist, Ish, now streaming on all platforms. Exposed by Ish. Do you know what you did to me? You know what you did to me Here is a voicemail that was left for me in regard to my last podcast episode. Oh yes, they did. Katie Kirk proves that even Denzel Washington is touchable. Hey, Nicole, this is Dana from Michigan again. Just want to let you know, keep up the great work as always. Wow, when I read this silly little story about Katie Couric and her little beef with Denzel, I just thought, wow, this is the epitome of reaching. I swear, I'm, I hope that this will fall on deaf ears. Denzel is one of our treasures in cinema one of the greatest actors of anyone's time and he was even thoughtful enough to give to Katie Couric's charity so the disrespect is just beyond and I hope that he will stay silent and unapologetic in regards to this nonsense because this is exactly what it is utter nonsense that's my two cents on this Hey guys, it's Nicole here back on this Thursday morning. I hope you guys are all doing good out there and welcome back to Nicole's view. Now, you know, this story has been heavily, heavily talked about. Um, I talked about it yesterday for a brief, um, period of time on my live stream. If you caught that on YouTube and I'm just sitting here looking through all the different articles. You know, I'm paying attention to the media's patterns with the story. It's been a while since the media has been on one of these type of stories where, you know, it just gives us flashbacks to Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown and, you know, um, 
I can't think of the other man's name. Uh, I guess Freddie Gray. The list goes on and on and on. And the story with Ahmad Aubrey is unfortunately a very sick and twisted story that has happened one too many times in this nation's history. It's not new for black people. None of it is new. Um, and to see such a gruesome thing happen, to hear about it, to see this man's last moments alive on a camera phone, you know, it just hurts to look at it. I can't play the video anymore. I've seen it enough. Um, and speaking of that, we know that these two men have been charged with the murder of Ahmad Aubrey, Gregory and Travis McMichael, um, man and son, decided to go on a nigga hunt. From different articles I've seen, I'm hearing that these men knew about Aubrey. They had seen him around the neighborhood before. So he was not unfamiliar to them, according to various stories that I've seen, which I can I can totally believe. Um, we all saw that the media, they started to um, show this camera footage of Ahmad in this home that is under construction. You can see in this security footage that he's just standing there just looking around. Um, many people have done this. This is nothing new. At the least, they said that's just trespassing. He didn't take anything according to the owner of that house. He didn't destroy anything and he went about his business. Um, the story is that he liked to run, he liked to jog. And what is so unbelievable about a man who may be running or jogging, stopping to take a break, maybe saw this house and was like, oh, this is interesting. You know, they act as though people have never done that. And they are trying to spin this narrative that by him doing that justifies him being shot down by these rabid animals, okay? Lower than an animal. Because even animals have more compassion than these three devils did. Now, this article caught my attention from USA Today because you see what the media is doing. They are, it's as if they're already um, on trial. They already have these two men on trial. And I say that um, not because I'm defending these two cowards, but it's as if they're setting it up for us to see from the outside how it may go. And um, it just brings back memories of Trayvon Martin. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing 
We also saw that another prosecutor, DA, a black woman was assigned over this case. And from what I've seen of her, I'm not going to be sitting up here doing any backflips, cheers or anything, because we've seen this time and time again, they'll play someone with a black face on these type of cases and what really comes of it, okay? What really comes of it? And um, this article from USA Today says, Ahmad Aubrey video, legal experts explain how key frames may be used in murder trial. See, this kind of stuff I, I don't like, but I do want to um, read this article because you know, if we see this once this trial happens, if this is kind of how it goes down, then it's going to give us insight in how a possible jury uh, could see this case, how the prosecutor or these two clowns, their attorney, how they're going to go about presenting this video. Now, this is interesting though. It says, Ahmad Aubrey, a 25-year-old black man is seen running down the street. He crosses in front of a truck with two white men holding guns and a struggle ensues. Three gunshots are fired. Aubrey begins to run away and falls to the ground. The video taken by a neighbor and subsequently released by a Georgia attorney shows a brief yet starkly violent encounter and legal experts say key moments in the video will be used by both sides in the case to explain the men's actions. Research shows that rewatching violent videos can traumatize viewers and lead to negative mental health effects. To help readers understand what happens in the video without having to view it multiple times, USA Today spoke with two law professors in Georgia who analyzed the footage in a legal context. And it says the importance of the video. Video of Aubrey's fatal shooting on February 23rd and the subsequent handling of the case have sparked a national outcry as family and advocates say he was ruthlessly, excuse me, gunned down by vigilantes while out on a jog near his Georgia home. The video really catalyzed and placed this whole case into the public consciousness, said Ronald L. Carlson, the Fuller E. Calloway Chair of Law, uh, Emetrius at the University of Georgia School of Law. Father and son, Gregory and Travis McMichael, who were arrested last week and charged with murder and aggravated assault more than two months after the death, told police they thought Aubrey was a uh, burglary, burglary, like I never said, can say that, a suspect in their neighborhood. When they pursued him, Gregory McMichael said Aubrey attacked his son. In the initial frames of the video filmed by Travis McMichael's neighbor, William Roddy Bryan, who in my opinion is just as guilty as these two, Aubrey comes into view as the car from which the video is filmed rounds a left corner behind him. 
Aubrey is seen jogging on the street in the Centilla Shores neighborhood as he approaches a white pickup truck. Two men, Travis 34 and Gregory McMichael 64, are seen standing next to the open driver's side door of the truck and in the bed, respectively. Gregory McMichael later told police that he and his son grabbed guns when they saw Aubrey running in the neighborhood because they believed he matched the description of a burglary suspect in the area and they weren't sure whether Aubrey was armed. However, police records do not show break-ins or burglaries in the neighborhood from January to February 23rd, but WAGA-TV reported three thefts were reported about two months before the shooting. A later memo, before I go into that next paragraph, notice how they stuck that in there. You notice how they were very slick and stuck that in there? A later memo by a district attorney who previously led the investigation said the McMichaels were openly carrying their firearms when they confronted Aubrey. Carlton said these initial frames are crucial to the video because it can provide some perspective into the scene as it appeared to Aubrey as he approached the truck. The thing that will stand out is the scene as it appeared to the jogger. A man standing up with a firearm in the back of a pickup truck, said Carlson. That must have looked a bit jarring and bizarre. I'm sure he was like scared out of his mind. Like what the hell? Sarah Garrig Moore, Associate Dean for the Academic Affairs at Mercer University School of Law, said the video shows the men boxing in Aubrey, which taken with the evidence of them grabbing firearms beforehand could help carry the murder charge. In Georgia, uh, Greg Moore explained there are not degrees in murder charges. A prosecutor would need to prove that the killing occurred with malice, either expressed or implied, or while committing another felony. See, this is when they start breaking it down like that, you know, to me, that's them saying this is going to be a tough road ahead for the prosecutor because they're going to really have to prove this. So pay attention to what these folks are saying. The prosecution could argue the way the McMichaels organized and coordinated the shooting by trying to stop Aubrey in the middle of the road could classify as implied malice. Greg Moore said as Georgia law does not require the same strictness level, excuse me, of premeditation required in some states, in some other states. Killing someone regardless of intention while committing another felony can also be grounds for a murder charge in Georgia, a Greg Moore said. And it goes on to say the initial frames of the video end as Brian uh, repositions the camera. As Brian drives closer to the truck where the McMichaels are, his camera begins to dip below the dashboard of his vehicle, obstructing the view of Aubrey and the McMichaels. Aubrey and the McMichaels come in and out of view, and Aubrey is seen crossing over from the left side of the truck to the passenger side of the truck. 
The McMichaels are still seen standing in their positions next to the driver's side door and in the bed of the truck. Brian has not been arrested in connection with the case, but the director of the Georgia Bureau of Investigation said last week that investigators were looking into all people connected to the case, including him. Brian, in my opinion, is a part of this. Lee Merritt, an attorney representing Aubrey's family, has said this section of the video implicates Brian as the sound of a firearm being cocked can be heard. Yep, this guy, Brian, did not act as though someone who stumbled upon a horrific scene in motion. This was someone who was making sure he caught it on tape. This was not a man who called authorities, who called 911, who wanted to stop this to say, hey, what's going on? What's going on here? This isn't the actions of a man who is scared, who would have been fleeing in the opposite direction to see two men with guns hounding someone else. Makes no sense whatsoever. So to me, that says it all. Gregory McMichael told police that Brian was involved in following Aubrey before the events on the video, saying Brian attempted to block him, which was unsuccessful. And the memo from the district attorney previously looking into the case said Brian joined the father and son in hot pursuit of Aubrey. And, And there you go. They're telling on each other. They're telling on each other. There you go. Merritt called Brian a willing participant of this ambush. Roddy, excuse me, let me read. Kevin Girl, Brian's attorney, has said his client did nothing wrong and was not armed during the incident and was just a witness to a crime. Right, right. We all saw the video that, or I should say interview he did with uh, Chris Cuomo on CNN and it was just a mess and they tried their best to make um, this guy look so innocent like he was just totally clean in this when we all know that's not what the video really proves in my opinion roddy is a family man nascar fan and enjoys rock and roll he is not now and never has been a a vigilante girl said in the statement carlson who said He was girl's professor at the University of Georgia, said it would be hard to prove the sounds from the vehicle are definitively a gun cocking. That sound may be the end of the day. Uh, B, let me read that again. That sound may, at the end of the day, be attributed to something, but I don't think it will be provable that Brian had a gun, Uh, Carlson said. The struggle between Aubrey and Travis McMichael begins after the camera refocuses on the truck and Aubrey is seen crossing in front of the vehicle from the passenger side. A gunshot is heard, but the truck blocks the view of how the men first engage each other. As the struggle quickly comes into view, Aubrey and Travis McMichael both have their hands on the firearm that McMichael had been holding. Carlson said this moment in the video is where the McMichaels defense team could build on the narrative or their narrative of self-defense. Gregory McMichael later told police he and his son uh, shouted to Aubrey to stop. 
The defense attorney may argue that Aubrey was ordered to stop, but insisted on doing that. He grabbed the gun and commenced what they say is a violent attack, Carlson said. But Gerwig Moore said the self-defense argument may hold little weight in a legal setting as Georgia law does not allow for a self-defense uh, a for excuse me allows for a self-defense defense when the person carrying out the shooting initiated the encounter there you go um a struggle over the gun does not establish self-defense Greg moore said the mcmichaels uh brought the guns into the incident and she said they initiated the encounter by first approaching aubrey with firearms he tried to disarm them really because that was his only hope of survival uh, Greg moore said in a fight or flight scenario, he chose to fight for his life. However, the memo by Waycross Judicial Circuit District Attorney uh, George E. Barnhill says the encounter did justify self-defense as Aubrey initiated the fight at the point Aubrey grabbed the shotgun. So, you know, this is how these devils are already thinking ahead, you know, but Aubrey isn't the one that had the gun. They did. They had the guns. The struggle goes out of view to the left side of the camera as Gregory McMichael is seen in the back of the pickup truck, apparently aiming a gun. After a second shot is heard, the struggle comes back into scene. It's these moments missing from the view of the camera that Carlson says both sides can use to inject their own narrative. Arbery's family, family's attorneys, and the prosecution can say he was trying to get McMichael disarmed, and the other side will say Aubrey was really pounding away while off camera, Carlson said. So, like I said, they're going to try their best to, you know, switch this around on Aubrey, make him the villain of the story, uh, his defense, uh, these, uh, devil's defense attorneys whoever they hire they're going to really play on that they're going to really play on that moment when Aubrey and the guy are, are literally fighting over the gun and and trying and Aubrey is trying to in my opinion uh, escape but he's trying to take the gun away fighting for his life okay um Aubrey can be seen throwing punches and the video shows the gun angled upward toward Aubrey as he appears to land a punch on Travis McMichael's head in an unedited version of the video reviewed by USA Today, a third gunshot is heard before McMichael steps backward and Aubrey appears to be hit. All three shots sound familiar, indicating they're coming from the same firearm, Carlson said. An autopsy report released by the Georgia Bureau of Investigation confirms Aubrey was shot twice in the chest and a third bullet gazed his right wrist. The report says Aubrey sustained the gunshot wounds during a struggle for the shotgun. Barnhill's memo also says all three shots came from the shotgun during the struggle. Unedited video then shows McMichael continue to step back and to the right as Aubrey takes a few steps forward away from the men and soon falls to the ground. Gregory McMichael hops from the bed of the truck and the two men move toward Aubrey on the ground as the video ends. It's such a tragic appearing conclusion to this episode, Carlson said. That part will be, in in my view, emotionally damaging uh, in the defense. Uh, and that's the end of the article. So, um, yeah, you know, um, even with this video, they're going to be doing whatever they can to make Ahmad Aubrey look like the villain. Um, 
But at the end of the day, if this prosecution, this DA, um, if they truly care about justice for this man, um, letting the truth be told, letting the facts speak for themselves, all of that, um, there should be a tough sentence. In my opinion, it should be. It should. This should be a death penalty case because uh, these men and i use that term loosely these neanderthal hillbilly thugs um they had no business bothering this man he was not bothering them according to their own their own reports he was jogging running down the street what was he doing to you or anyone else so I am hoping we don't have a repeat of what happened to Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman. I am hoping this DA, uh, she's worth a damn. I can only hope. I'm not gonna put all my eggs in one basket. All I can do at this point is hope that she's worth a damn. Because if she, if she isn't, you can forget it. The case is already over. But yeah you know every day is something new with this story um it's tragic it's horrific it's evil it's racist it's it's any it's any and everything you can think of um the never-ending nightmare for black people in this country never ending and there are also two other stories that i need to touch on um regarding more police shootings but um let me know your thoughts and opinions on this um do you think this video um that this William Bryan guy uh shot who in my opinion was a part of this posse do you think this video will help the prosecution or do you think it will help the defense make sure Feel free to leave me a voicemail. Make sure it is uh, only a minute long or under a minute if you can, because uh, it will cut you off after a minute. And uh, yeah, let me know what you think, guys. Uh, and I will see you all in the next live stream and or podcast. Take care.